Welcome to Chemo Chair Prayers. I'm your host, Nikki Hardy, and this is episode 11. Chemo Chair Prayers is a podcast for anyone who's heard the words, it's cancer. Having lost both my mum and sister to cancer, I was diagnosed. And despite being determined to survive, it wasn't all that long until surviving was all I was doing, living a life I'd neither planned nor signed up for. Over time, I discovered that with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. And I learned how to thrive, not just survive, right in the midst of my cancer. If you're struggling to keep fear and worry at bay, to trust God no matter what, or simply need a little faith boost and to feel God's arms around you so you can journey on with strength, peace, trust, and yes, even joy, you're in the right place. So take a seat, Grab your cup of tea, let your shoulders relax, and allow me to lead you in a short story and a prayer using our guided prayer practice with the acronym TRUST, followed by a simple, practical invitation for the days ahead. If you've been listening for a while, or even you've just tuned in right now and this is your first time, first of all, welcome. But either way, I don't have to talk for very long for you to guess that yes, I'm a Brit. So despite living in the USA, I still associate ringing in the new year with the sound of Big Ben striking midnight and fireworks lighting up the night sky over London. To be honest, this year I didn't even make it to midnight. Instead, we raised a glass at midnight UK time, which is 7 o'clock Eastern time. And probably, just like you, I could almost hear the collective sigh of relief as the world exhaled the stress of 2020. 2020 will be well and truly behind us forever. Woohoo! But you know, as we raised a glass to a new year that was pregnant with hope and possibility, and we reflected on what can only be described as a tumultuous year for us individually, nationally, and globally, I wondered if it wouldn't be long before reality set in and we were left wondering nervously if this year would be any different. Now, I'm not a politician, economist or doctor, far from it, but I think it's safe to say 2021 isn't going to miraculously get better overnight and the horrors of 2020 won't vanish in a sprinkle of confetti and champagne. If you're listening to this episode the week it's airing, we're three weeks into 2021 and I don't want to be all doom and gloom because, you know, we do have a vaccine and hope and change are on the horizon. But for so many of us, lockdown goes on, our kitchen tables continue to double up as classrooms, family gatherings continue on Zoom, and the lonely and the infirm remain isolated and at risk. And the financial pressures we face as individuals and as a nation are going to take time to climb out of. And for many of you, being immunosuppressed in the middle of global pandemic doesn't stop. I get it. So I wonder, can 2021 be all we're hoping it will be? And if it can, how do we ensure that it is? As someone who was diagnosed with cancer just six weeks after losing her sister and six years after losing her mum to the same thing, I want to stand on my soapbox and yell, yes, 2021 can definitely be all we're hoping. Because as I always say, and it's become my mantra, and if you've been hanging around here for any length of time, if my run-in with cancer showed me anything, it's that life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. And it showed me how to live it and that it's possible to thrive, not just survive, no matter what. 
It's not just a cute saying. I believe it wholeheartedly. So to help us all live it out, and for it not to stay a cliche or a nice platitude, because you know I'm not about niceties and platitudes, I've got 10 things we can do and put into practice that will ensure 2021 is all we're hoping it will be. No matter what we're going through, no matter what is going on politically, no matter what is going on with the pandemic, no matter what is going on with our cancer. If you've read my book, Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart, you'll recognise some of these, but many are new as I've continued to live and learn this year. The first is that we need to stop waiting for life to get better. Stop waiting, friends. Because here's the thing. Yes, Jesus said we'd have storms. He said it in John 16, 33. And your cancer with this global pandemic piled on top of it is one mighty storm for sure. But he also said he came to give us life. Life in all its fullness. That's from John 10, 10. And when we assume his abundant life is off waiting in the future when the storm is over, we put our lives on hold. And we miss out on what Jesus has for us right now, that full abundant life. He never said that the abundant life and the storms would be separated in time and space or separated to opposite sides of the room like quarreling siblings. And I don't want any of us to miss out on that, no matter what. So first of all, let's stop waiting for life to get better. Secondly, We need to focus on what we know, not what we don't. Because letting our minds spiral into a million different what-if scenarios and catastrophizing about what could or might or probably will happen is a recipe for worry, anxiety and stress. By the way, I talked about how to stop catastrophizing in episode 8 if you want to go back and listen to it. You see, living in the unknown is possible when we set our minds on what's true, what's noble, what's right and pure, what's lovely, admirable and praiseworthy, as Paul says in Philippians 8. And we remember that God is good, even if life isn't. Thirdly, we've got to go to God before Google. Friends, we've got to go to God before we start Googling. Despite what our teenagers and yes, even we secretly believe, Google doesn't have all the answers. Scrolling Google might feed our brain's need, close those open story loops that we struggle with so much. You know, the ones that we worry about what's going to happen next, next week, next month or next year. But I'm sure I don't need to tell any of you who've asked Dr. Google about your cancer. It's not healthy and it's not helpful. Going to God before Google, the news or even social media ensures we have a solid footing to step into what's next. And that is a key ingredient to a full and abundant life. Fourthly, we need to practice gratitude. The Apostle Paul was onto something when he encouraged us to give thanks in all things, like he does in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And even if we don't feel grateful, research has now proved the simple act of giving thanks increases our well-being, it lowers our stress levels and shifts our outlook. We don't need to see 2021 differently to be grateful. Rather, we just need to be grateful to see 2021 differently. Isn't that wonderful? If you're tracking with me, we're up to number five. 
And five is really a little trick or a pro tip, as I like to say, to help us with practicing gratitude. And that is to flip the script. I've discovered that if I want to practice gratitude, but I'm struggling, flipping the script really helps me. And I learned this trick from my friend and triple amputee, a mum of, yes, five children, Kristen Seaford. She's in my book when I talk about practicing gratitude. And I talk about this trick a little bit there. Because rather than saying, oh gosh, I have to do another load of laundry, Kristen flips her script and says to herself, I get to do another load of laundry. I have five wonderful kids, enough clothes to keep them warm, and a machine that will even wash their clothes for me. And I figured out how to work that machine with my prosthetic hands. She's amazing. As we flip the script on life, we discover a fresh wave of gratitude and a new improved outlook on an old and difficult situation. We can fight our circumstances or we can put them to work for our benefit. It's up to us and we can put them to work by practicing gratitude through flipping the script. So now number six, choose brave. Cancer taught me many things, but one of the biggest is that brave isn't something you are or aren't by nature of your gene pool, or whether you're prepared to jump out of an aeroplane with nothing but an oversized hanky strapped to your back. It's a choice we make daily, often minute by minute, when we come face to face with hard. But we're secure in the knowledge God goes with us, as it says in Joshua 1.9. The brave choice, whether it's to stay at home when your friends are gathering despite lockdown rules, or to patiently go through long division for the 40th time with one of your kids, or maybe asking for help when you're at the end of yourself. It doesn't need to be big, just intentional. And it will always lead to the fuller, richer life than the one down the path of least resistance. You know, the path that's easier to go down, because it's just not as scary. Okay, friends, we're up to number seven. And if we want to ensure 2021 is all we're hoping it will be, One of the keys is to find community. We are created for community by a God who is community. He's community by his very nature, three in one. And as lockdown has isolated us and we've spent more time alone or with only a limited few people, a small part of us, even the most introverted among us, has just wilted. During my cancer, I realised my people, my friends and my family who could offer sympathy practical help and much-needed distraction weren't enough. I also needed what I called my I-get-it people, those who'd been where I was and knew what it was like to sit in a chemo chair or undergo radiation. Only they could offer the empathy. My family, however much they loved me and helped me and were there for me, just never could. I discovered I needed both, people who could offer sympathy and those who could offer empathy. We might not be able to meet in person and FaceTime will never ever replace face-to-face time, but staying connected means we feed the part of us that needs to be seen, heard and connected with. As I always say, thriving is a team sport and no one wins alone. So this year, we need to find community one way or another. And then number eight, we need to embrace the journey. When life's hard, it's easy to live in the past or a future that's viewed through rose-tinted glasses. You know, the here and now is often the last place we want to be, and I get that. But it's here that we meet God. 
It's right now, as we embrace the journey and all it holds, we discover the one who strengthens us, comforts us, and brings light to all our darkest days. It's here we find what we've been looking for all along. So let me encourage you to try and live in the present rather than in the past or the future. And next, number nine, is reach out. You know, struggling through cancer treatment and with my life in pieces, the thought of being the glue in somebody else's life felt just too overwhelming for me. I'm ashamed to admit it, I was too tired and too selfish to help. I had bought into a myth that I call costly kindness. The idea that the cost of loving someone else is just too big and outweighs any benefits we could get in return. Thankfully, I learned it was just that, a myth. And sharing someone's burden, even for a moment, isn't the drain we imagine, but a tank-filling privilege and joy. I'm sure you do this already, but just in case you're nervous like I was, can I encourage you to love each other well with small acts of kindness? And as you do, reaching out in love at little cost to yourself, you'll be offering something priceless while receiving something invaluable. I promise you. Now we're at number 10, the last one. But last but not least, and I couldn't leave this one out, If we want to ensure that 2021 is all we're hoping for, we've got to make time to laugh. Because laughter really is the best medicine. Did you know that as we smile and our facial muscles crease and wrinkle into a smile we can see in our eyes, feel-good hormones race around our brains, even if it's a fake smile? I know, it's completely wild. It blows my mind. So taking time to laugh by watching comedies, telling terrible jokes, enjoying a tickle fest with your kids or listening to your favourite comedian has the power to shift how we feel about life and all it holds. Let's laugh, friends. It's okay to laugh even in the middle of our cancer. And sometimes we just need to be given permission. So there you have it. 10 ways to ensure 2021 is all we're hoping it will be and not a repeat of the stresses and strain of 2020, no matter what. And as a little gift to all you A-types and list-takers out there, I'm going to repeat those 10 things right now. Here you go. Number one, stop waiting for life to get better. Two, focus on what we know, not what we don't. Three, go to God before Google. Four, practice gratitude. Five, Flip the script, and that one's to help you practice gratitude. Six, choose brave. Seven, find community. Eight, embrace the journey. Nine, reach out. And ten, my favourite, make time to laugh. Like I said, I'm all about helping us discover that with God, life really doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. And then going and living it. And it's my prayer that these 10 things will help you do just that this year and ensure that 2021 is all you're hoping for. And my book, Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart, has some of these, but not all of them. And it has some extra ones if you want to go and grab yourself a copy of that wherever you normally grab your books. Now we're going to take a moment to pray using our simple guided prayer practice that uses the acronym TRUST thanking him for who he is and what he's done, resting in his love, unburdening our hearts, surrendering our hopes, fears and needs, and lastly, taking him at his word. 
If you haven't already, you can download your own copy of our Trust Prayer Practice that's on a beautiful bookmark, and you can find that at chemochairprayers.com. And if this is your first time joining us, I'll lead us in prayer as we go through the different parts of the Trust Prayer, and then, after each section, leave time for you to make the prayers your own and meet with God in the stillness. So let's pray. Firstly, thanking him for who he is and what he's done. Lord, we thank you that you came to give us a full and abundant life, even in the midst of the storms, even in the midst of cancer and a pandemic. Lord, we thank you that you are good, even when life isn't. Lord, we praise you and thank you that you saw us through 2020 and all its challenges. We thank you that you provided for us, you protected us, and you helped us laugh when all we wanted to do is cry. And we thank you for those who helped us and supported us. Lord, we thank you for your presence and your power in the midst of even the most difficult times. And Lord, we thank you that you will fight for us, that we need only be still, as it says in Exodus 14, 14. Now take a moment to give him thanks and praise for who he is and what he has done over the last year in your life. Now let's rest in his love. Psalm 27:14 says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. So Lord, we wait for you. We wait in the stillness, knowing you fight for us as we are still. God is our strength, hope, peace, comfort, our joy. So whatever you need to feel from him today, can I invite you to simply rest in that part of who he is just for a moment, breathing in his hope, gaining his strength, feeling his comfort and his hope. Now let's unburden our hearts, telling God all our hopes and fears and needs. Lord, we need you so badly right now. We're tired, we're worried, we're overwhelmed, and it feels like we're running on fumes and we're only at the beginning of the year, a year that held so much hope and possibility that seems to be turning out just like last year. God, we've got questions and doubts about you and your goodness. It's not easy. Now take a moment to give him all your pain, to tell him all the things that are worrying you, all the things that are burdening you, all the things that are weighing you down. Now let's surrender these hopes, fears and needs to God, taking time to actively leave them with him and walk away. Lord, we leave it all with you. We worry about these things, we've been carrying these things for so long, but you tell us to cast our burdens onto you because you care for us. And so we do. We've unburdened our hearts and now we walk away. Lord, we want to Google for hope, but however much we scroll, we won't find the answers we're really looking for. 
because we're looking for you. So we surrender it all to you and we trust you. Can I invite you to imagine yourself in your mind's eye, leaving all your worries at the foot of the cross, letting go and then walking away. And lastly, let's take him at his word as we move forward. Lord, we choose to believe who you say you are. We stand on your word knowing it never comes back void and it has power. Lord, we believe, help our unbelief. We trust you, help our lack of trust. Lord, we believe you and trust your word that says that you came to give us abundant life, a full life, a life to overflowing and we believe you and we believe and trust in you and can I invite you now to take a moment to actively tell him that you take him at his word that you believe even in your unbelief As always, I like to end our time together with an exercise you can make your own and take into the week ahead. Well, this week I've got something for you to take into the next 10 days, not the next seven days. But before you feel overwhelmed by the thought of 10 days of things to do, don't panic. I simply want to encourage you to take a day to focus on each of these steps or ideas. Write it on a post-it note. Pray and ask God how he wants you to live it out and simply give it a go. I'm pretty sure you'll be wonderfully surprised. And if you do, come and find me on Facebook or on Instagram. On Instagram, I'm at Nikki.Hardy and on Facebook, I'm Nikki Hardy Author. Come and find me and tell me how it's going and I will be your number one cheerleader. And if you're not on social media, don't worry. We can connect at the episode show notes at NikkiHardy.com slash episode 11 and you can leave a comment under the post right there and I will make sure I come and find you and cheer you on. You've been listening to Chemo Chair Prayers with me, Nikki Hardy and I always say that thriving is a team sport so I'd love to know how you're doing and how this simple spiritual exercise and our trust prayer were for you. You can always find me and leave a comment on the Chemo Chair Prayers website chemochairprayers.com and that's also where you can download a copy of your own trust guided prayer format bookmark. If you've enjoyed chemo chair prayers please recommend it to a friend, your cancer support group or maybe forward it to your pastoral care team who might be looking for resources for those with cancer and then why not hit subscribe and leave a five-star review. Not only will that ensure that you get the next episode when it airs but your review will mean that others journeying through cancer will be able to find chemo chair prayers more easily. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.